0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Speech is my hammer, bang the world into shape, now let it fall. Huh. My wrestlers is my nemesis, it's hard to really chill and sit still, committed to page. I write rhymes sometimes, I won't finish for days. Scrutinize my literature, from the large to the miniature, I mathematically administer. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast, your host Rod and Karen. And, uh, thank you everybody for showing up. Um, we're starting a little bit late for those watching live, but, uh, I feel like it was worth it. We had a pretty good time.
0: Yeah. And, uh, man, them
1: old school jams. You miss out on all the music if you don't watch live. Yeah. All the people that listen, uh, later have no idea what Jodice's Come and Talk to Me is really about. <laughs> no, they don't. When they start singing, they don't realize that they're just giving all those guys on the subway courage. And that's your fault, ladies. All right. <laughs> this is the com. there's no guest today no no guest uh just go to the com and um like stuff click on things uh leave uh people are voting in the poll people are already leaving feedback for this week's episodes um and nominating Karen for a tippy already oh lord <laughs> all in my face no regard boom <laughs> yeah so Karen is just sweeping the tippies uh already, not even half a year in. Uh she probably got <laughs> probably got one or two locked up. Someone said I need to create a category. Oh Lord. For for your specifically for you, so No. Uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna have to create my best rod moment just to get me a tippy next year. Um <laughs> feel, like, feel like a lot of pressure's on my back now. Uh but yeah, leave feedback, vote in the polls, uh donate to the show, one time or return, totally up to you. Um, and, uh, you know, we we appreciate everybody that does that. The official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. And today's podcast is sponsored by shadow dog productions and their audio play packs. You can get four audio plays for just $2, mm-hmm. $2 y'all. That's like two items at the dollar store, but without the tax that, yeah, without tax. Cause with tax is about 2
0: 12 mm-hmm. to 215, depending on if you're in North Carolina or South Carolina. I mm-hmm. know my tax rates.
1: Uh, there's two different sets, both for the same low price. So check them out. Shadowdogproductions.com slash APAC It helps us out tremendously whenever you guys buy stuff from them because they give us money and we need that now. So this is no more bullshit, guys. Uh, you know, unemployment checks are small. So make sure you guys do that. That's the truth. We would appreciate it. Um, the other thing, too, I was thinking about, just a bunch of random stuff, uh, didn't even write all these down, but um, let me tell you something. Professionalism in the podcast world and business world, underrated. Yes, it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah Yes, it is. Um, and I think for me personally, because we were talking about this yesterday at lunch, and for me, people do not take being professional seriously. I think uh, people uh when people do podcasts, it, it depends on how seriously you take your podcast. And I know a lot of people do it for recreational. They don't really take it serious. If it does something, it does something. If it doesn't, it doesn't. They don't really put in the effort that they need to. They don't really push and promote. You have people doing podcasters. You have people that are podcasting that they're, they're not on Twitter. They're not on Facebook. They don't have fan pages. Right. You have people, they... um <laughs> They don't share. They don't talk about it. You have people that don't even push and promote it. It's well, like
1: more more than that. Like one thing I've noticed since doing the show full time, um, a lot of what I have to do is reach out to people. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff is uh, talking to people about sponsoring shows or talking to people about being guest on spinoff shows and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. And. Um, it's amazing because, you know, I take time when I write an email. I make sure it's professional. I make sure that it, that, uh, I hit all the key elements. I don't, uh, you know, write 17 pages, you know, cause one good thing about being in the business world first as opposed to yeah. the art world, um, is that it has prepared me to be able to, uh, be concise, but mm-hmm. also cordial and professional and friendly. You know, I schedule things. I expect people to be there on time. Mm-hmm vice versa. If they're not, they hit me up. And, um, it's amazing, um, how few people are really professional man very very um, few you know how few people like really do their research and shit mm-hmm. like that how many people um, find out
0: about you and, and stuff like that and, and to me like you said and i think me being in the business world too and i think me actually uh being in customer service as far as waitressing really taught me about that because a lot of people they claim well i want to you know have my own business i want to be my own boss but they fail to realize having your own business guess who's your boss the customer yeah and um a lot of people fail to realize you're interacting with people all the time and it's like you say you take the effort we go through all this trouble we schedule you don't show up hey we're looking at that we're we're making notes of that you you don't call you don't tell us you know why or anything like that and it's not that we were you know we require this of you but my thing is this if put like this my time is valuable my time is very valuable to me and i feel like I don't like my time being wasted. I don't want to waste your time. Right. And my thing is if I schedule something, guess what? I've blocked this time specifically
1: for you, for you. And I mean, not just on some like, uh, people that don't show up, but stuff like simple correspondence stuff. Like, uh, if I write you an email, like if you wrote me an email, like, Hey, I want, I would like for you to be on my podcast um i immediately respond if, whether even if the answer is well let me listen to a few episodes and check it out but you know I, I, that's possible you're still gonna get the email you know what i mean so mm-hmm. that like that like that kind of stuff is just like stuff that i take for granted because i you know I, I i assume everybody does but it's been interesting to be like uh you know hey here's an opportunity to be on this show and then like crickets yeah, and you're like
0: like, like you hitting up the and,
1: and Yeah, and, and, it's like uh you know, do your research. Our show is more popular than you. You don't even like we don't need you, you need us, and it could be mutually beneficial, but and, and, it's just funny when people are like that.
0: And the and the thing is that It's free promotion. It wouldn't matter how big we are. It is free promotion to our audience that we're trying to get you to get involved with. And it's only going
1: to take like 30 minutes of your time. That's all. You know, but, um, you know, but at the same time, I always take it as like a lesson and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, where it's like, you know, this is also why we have to keep spreading the word and why we have to stay on top of our shit and stay professional and play good and, and be, uh, you know, stay high ranking and stuff like that. But uh you know and this is not even just lately man we've had people that uh in the past like completely shaded the show where Uh it was like hey be on the show okay i'll be there no show you know like that like stuff like that and i feel like it's more of an art thing necessarily than and and almost like and also a social media thing because i think people become like social media celebrities yeah but there's nothing to that like Mm being a social media celebrity doesn't pay anybody's bills no it does not so it's like if you want to monetize that you got to figure out a way to galvanize on on your market like Mm -hmm. you got to figure a way to promote something that is tangible or at least uh people would like a service people would pay for and it's been it's been crazy being like hey you know why don't you come talk about this on the show and it's like uh no response
0: yeah. And, and also, and and I, and I think, like I said, because we're very professional, we're on it and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we're on our ball. We're professional. We show up. If we say we're going to do something, we do it. We say we're going to be there. We'll be there. And we expect that back in return. And yeah. it's one of those things where we go, OK, you don't really take this seriously or you don't care enough. Or, quote unquote, we're not big enough for you, whatever the case may be. Yeah, and Ooh. the thing is, it's nothing personal. Like, no, I, don't it's have, not.
1: I don't have any grudges or oh, hard feelings. It. No, no, I but just it's watch. Just, it's always yeah. funny to me because it's like, you know, it's like I've been on shows where they're not going to be listed in anyone's rankings. They're not going to be, uh, mm-hmm. n- no one's, you know, but, but maybe one person listens and goes, oh man, that guy was funny. I go check uh, them out. I wonder where I can hear more of him at. Or, Whatever. And that kind of shit creates loyalty. Not to mention, you know, like advertising with our show and stuff like that, uh, is much better than advertising on the radio or TV because. Yes, it is. That's a thing that's just inundated with advertisements and inundated with, you know, let me just fast forward past this. Let me change the channel on that. Uh, oh, Steve Harvey, uh, is going on break. Hold on. Let me put it on something else. Listen to a CD. You know, that's not going to happen with our show. Like, so it's just, it's funny uh you know we've proven that people are loyal you know mm-hmm. we have item E, we have shadowed Out productions they write testimonials for us so it's just kind of um crazy that you know people are, are so unprofessional but I'm, I'm getting used to it but it's a big transition for me yeah to it's, be like, it's
0: very different when you're used to working in the business where, where people are about that money they're about pushing and marketing themselves they're about trying to get on every avenue possible so it's like to them Every opening is an opening for another opening and they not trying to let nothing pass.
1: Right, right. But you know, it's what's up. Um,
0: yeah. And, and it's very different. Oh, before we move on and mm-hmm. what, what a lot of people underestimate uh, podcast listeners for all y'all out there, y'all found us. We didn't find you. Mm-hmm. And when somebody is looking for something and they find something that they like and enjoy, they're going to stick with it because some of y'all probably have searched months, years. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all may have had me. Some people
1: have been searching their whole lives to hear something like this. Yes. You know what I mean? Because it's not something you can get readily anywhere else. No. And, uh, but it's a, it's a common black experience to be. I mean, how many people have written us? Hey, man, it's just like uh, talking to you guys is like talking to my family. Talking mm-hmm. to you guys is like when I was in college talking in the cafeteria. You, you're not getting that on the radio. You're not getting that on uh tv you're mm-hmm. you're like you're getting even other podcasts don't always sound like this even nope. no matter who who, who is doing is it. over it you know mm-hmm. what i mean every type of podcast is unique and has its own tone so uh hearing people say stuff like that you would you know it, it kind of does make you feel like well that person is loyal to what they're hearing here mm-hmm. and uh it's kind of funny when people are like uh i'll get back to them whenever because it's like all right well that's your bad you know like we've had people that we just have giving up on trying to get on the show yep completely straight up like yeah we're
0: like we're not gonna ask we we just don't care no more
1: yeah you guys are fans of them we're fans of people and it's just like uh okay this person seems to be amenable to being on the show but just something always comes up fuck it you know what i mean um but uh another thing i was thinking about too because that was just a quick one um this is a quick porn thought karen
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know a lot about porn and everybody <laughs> everybody knows now so you can stop trying to my play secrets innocent. out <laughs> mm-hmm. you can stop trying to play innocent um i was thinking like when, when i watch amateur porn like um that has to be the gift and the curse to women's self-esteem like because even like the titles of the porn are all fucked up mm-hmm. you know what i mean because like even when it's it could be like a dude's wife and he will name it something fucked up. It's like, old bitch sucks my dick. It's Especially like. Especially on an amateur point. Yeah, and then, then you hear terrible. the You hear the, 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 audio of it and she's like, um, he's like, uh, honey, can you please, uh, suck my penis? She's like, I love you so much, husband. He's like, I love you too. Thank you. And then he put up the title. It's like, stupid old cunt sucks, sucks cock. It's like, why would you say that? Yes. You know, it's on the good, like on the one hand, it's good because if, like there's literally a type of porn for everything so like i feel like if you're a woman and you're watching it there's there's a dude that is attracted to whatever you are you know what i mean it is like if you're fat if you're skinny if you're this if you're that because there's always going to be somebody like You know what I mean? Uh skinny whore sucks my cock. It's like I'm skinny. So that's kinda good, but then it's like I'm not a whore. Why are you calling me names? (laughs) Like it's gotta be so bad. Big girls fuck better. I'm a big girl.
0: Oh, what what wait a minute? Yeah,
1: like big fat pig sucks my dick. It's like she's not that fat. No.
0: No.
1: Um and then like also like I'm into age appropriate porn for the most part. Like yes, I don't really
0: I don't like that do barely a lot of legal
1: shit. Barely legal teens mm-hmm. and shit like that. Like that's not really my fantasy.
0: Like I said, I'm just playing with that shit. Somebody gonna rest me one day. No you, thank you.
1: You know, what I think it is for a lot of dudes, they look back on their awkward teenage years or even when they first started getting sex and they feel like that was the best time of their life. You know what I mean? Like they just could not like if they could pick their life, it's like I can't w I wish I could go back to 17 to get all the 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 15 to 19 year old poon i could get like i feel like a lot of dudes have that exact like why would it be so big like there's a lot of dudes that fantasize about those years and that that time not even just younger women that time in their life ah okay you know what i mean okay that
0: time frame that was the
1: happiest they ever were it's like how people love transformers but you're 35 you know what i mean you were the happiest ever when you watched transformers
0: yeah Um, like i said i i I guess that is a a guy thing because mm -hmm. as you get older the pussy get better Mm -hmm. she can fuck she she can suck a dick right without scaving your her teeth across it maybe maybe that's
1: just me yeah it's always awkward i don't like that kind of shit because it's always some weird like um like the um the girl from team mom uh she has porn that's out now and uh Mm -hmm. somebody sent it to me um and i was looking at that and like it's just awkward. She's not really enjoying it much. She's way too, like, young, really, to be fucking, like, okay. on camera and shit. Like, she's not a porn star. She's yeah, just she's a not chick a prefer- yeah. that's having sex on tape.
0: Because and then like a baby, yeah. Yeah,
1: and, like, 90% of this tape is anal sex, too. Oh, Yeah, so it's really just, like, awkward anal sex for the young chick that needs instructions the whole time. And it just gets creepy because the more instruction... You have to give a chick the worst the sex is to me. Like my mind does not get turned on by being like, okay, now hold my cock with one hand. Okay, mm-hmm. now hold it. No, now put it. Okay, put the no, no. It. it sounds like you're correcting a little kid. Like put that back. Nope, don't do. That. Nope, stop. Why? Put be- that down. Why?
0: Because of unexperienced. She need to grab that shit like a like a like she shifting and going on about her business. Yeah, well does
1: no confidence. You know, because she's not a porn star. And she doesn't seem to enjoy sex, right? and she's young as fuck you yeah, know Yeah, so, because
0: after you after, after you've you know been around the block a few
1: times you know what you like you know what you want you can hop on that dick and go right now as a of sort, of course i did my due diligence and watched the tape three four times that's just what <laughs> i have to do okay guys that's it's not you know sometimes it's just work right? um but uh yeah it was just awkward terrible sex or whatever so i like women that are like it's amateur and then it's more like age appropriate so you know a lot of times the ones i watch are like 30 years and up a lot of the time mm-hmm. but then the names on the porn is is so fucked up because then the like it the woman it'll be like old oh, bitch needs the cock oh lord <laughs> and and the bitch is like 28 i'm like oh jesus christ fellas calm down i mean i guess everybody is like like for maybe all the people that are watching porn are probably like 14 and shit so yeah they, they, it's like they, 28 they, they is old they, they think
0: that's grandma come on And right.
1: honey life is just starting what you talking about yeah, she's a milf and then she's like 25 i'm like that's a milf that's not a milf baby's having babies indeed you know Mm-mm. but uh yeah i always thought about the that the older like, you get the sex you get i don't know what's wrong with them dudes so when you see the titles of uh porn do you ever think about that stuff karen when it's like uh you know uh old hairy whore takes two in the cut (laughs) Ah, a lot of
0: times i read the titles and they're more hilarious to me than anything and i'm like i'm pretty sure this has nothing to do with what i'm about to see and then you know what? Sometimes I'm shocked it does. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I do like a good funny title, like
1: one. Yeah, was, I
0: like the funny titles. I don't, I don't like the insulting
1: ones. One was this, um, this, this, uh, woman that was probably like, I don't know, maybe 20 something, late 20s at that, at that oldest, right? And mm-hmm. she was having sex with this dude, but the title of the porn was, damn, she looked like somebody fine ass mama. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who named that? A brother named that. That's good. Oh.
0: Yes. I, I, I like the ones where they be like, well, uh, they tell me, like, yeah, my baby mama Shaniqua. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. I
0: like, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's like a Shaniqua.
1: Yeah. One said addicted to sucking dick the other day. And I was thinking like, uh-oh. What would that really look like if you was addicted to sucking dick? You know what I mean? Because uh-oh. I don't know that I will actually want to be with somebody that's addicted to sucking dick. You know, it's like, uh, that means that they're like selling stuff so they can suck dick. You know what I mean? It's like, I sold the TV. so It's like, what happened to my TV? I sucked the TV, mama. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) Baby, we need to have a talk intervention. Yeah. You used to have a car. I blew the car. All right. Mm -hmm. I spent it all on dick sucking. Mm -hmm. Now I lost my family. Everything. It's like being a Republican Mm -hmm. congressman. I can't help myself.
0: uh, We need to get you a a dildo. You can suck on that. Don't be selling my shit.
1: Dick sucking cost me everything. I lost my family, my job, my kids. My husband won't speak to me. Dick intervention. Yeah, <laughs> dick <Da> intervention. <laughs> um, but all right, let's talk about a bunch of articles. We're so behind on stuff, and a bunch of stuff happened today. Okay. Um, so people are still talking about Charles Ramsey mm-hmm. and um, uh, the Amanda Berry uh finding, plus the other two chicks that apparently nobody cares about weren't white enough. Um, but um, oh lord. Uh, that's where everybody keeps. It. It's Amanda Berry story. The Amanda Berry story. I want yeah, the other. Yeah, what they like two more girls? Two yeah. more people. They like the other chicks in Destiny Child and shit. Like, Don't nobody know who they are. Right. It's like the other. <laughs> the Amanda Berry uh, is gonna go on to be a solo uh, uh, kidnappy Yeah, with the other two, we ain't worried about them. So, uh, psych- uh, a psychic on Good Morning America.
0: Okay. Is
1: in some hot water, Karen.
0: What did they do? Hot water.
1: A year after Amanda Berry disappeared in Cleveland, her mother appeared on the Montel Williams show to speak to a psychic about what happened to her daughter. Word. Now, that's when you know that it happened a long time ago because Montel Williams had a show, y'all. Hello, ain't young people. Ain't that the truth? You didn't know this, did you? Nope.
0: He ain't, you know, he more than just a dude on the corner trying to
1: get you to sell gold. Uh Psychic Sylvia Brown. And the brown is spelled B R W. Uh, B-R-O-W-N-E oh shit -hmm. Um, the E is silent Uh, very uh, she has made a career of of being a televised psychic and doing readings she told Luana Miller on a 2004 episode of the show that her daughter was dead (laughs) she was very wrong (laughs) causing Miller to break down in tears on the show set She's not alive, honey, Brown told Miller on the show. According to the Cleveland Plain Dealer newspaper, your daughter's not the kind who wouldn't call. Miller told the newspaper she believed 98% in what Brown told her. Miller died a year later from heart failure. Oh, shit. Oh, I couldn't go on without her baby, Karen. Her baby was dead. This woman told her, oh, so your child is dead. So Stop the, looking. So
0: her mama died a year later.
1: Mm-hmm. Of heart failure breakdown just oh just being broken hearted Mm -hmm. it was like Padme in the the star wars trilogy she's like we don't know what's wrong with her she just don't want to go on wow on monday barry was found alive after she broke free from her home in cleveland where she said she's been kept for the past decade brown did not return phone calls seeking comment today by abc news of course she didn't she must use her psychic powers to know that they was calling to jack her up of course. The Machu- yeah, You Could you yeah. imagine? I bet you heard that story like, shit. I right. remember I said that girl was dead. Her, damn it. her and those three brothers had to be the only people in America that heard this story and went, God damn it. Y- yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, she got calls. They
0: were like, you, girl, you remember you was on, oh, shit, I remember that interview. What was that like 10 years ago? I forgot I said that shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, the Montel Williams show through syndicator CBS also did not return calls for comment because they don't exist. Of course. <laughs> they called the Montel Williams show whose line is disconnected. Um so in two thousand three Brown incorrectly told the parents of missing teen Sean Hornbeck that their son was dead and his body could be found somewhere near two jagged boulders. Nearly four years later Hornbeck was found alive and Brown was widely criticized in the media for causing the Hornbecks additional grief.
0: Why is she still being a psychic when honestly she can't see shit?
1: I don't know. <laughs> people paying uh last year, Dwayne Baker told ABC News that after his son went missing in two thousand seven he was flooded with calls from psychics offering potential leads into the whereabouts of Travis Baker. Now, can you imagine this? Your son or daughter, whatever goes missing are You don't want anything more than to find this, find out what happened to him whether the at what. So people start calling you. The phone is ringing. You're answering every call because it could be something dealing with your son. And it's fucking psychics talking about, I can help you with your son. That would make me live For living. a fee. For a fee. Th- that would make me live it.
0: Don't waste my time. Yeah. Help I'm me. I'm not
1: paying you. If I can get on TV, then, uh, maybe, you know, we can, uh, do this. Um, it's very hard. Dwayne Baker said, I went through everything. My son was missing for two years, two months and 12 days. Psychics called me. I even received a DVD in the mail that a guy claimed he could talk to the dead. And this was Travis's voice with no return address. I don't understand why people would want to do that. Yes. Why? I also feel like if you're a psychic and you're telling me my son is dead, you would have a return address on the fucking letter. Because they didn't want to be accountable in case they was wrong. (laughs) Uh, the psychic said Baker forty-five. Be- uh, before pausing to let out long sigh, I hate to say how many of the those called me and said they know where Travis was. My mother and wife went to one and paid them a hundred dollars. Uh, for them to be fucking wrong. What a bottom feeder.
0: What about This is how grown. you make
1: money. Your daughter missing? Ooh, let me check the paper. And see who people? who daughter miss. I make a hundred dollars today.
0: You know, some of them do do that. Not that they all do that, but I bet you a bunch of them do that.
1: Yeah. Wow, man. Stealing people's money when you really don't know. Brad Garrett, a former special agent from the FBI and an ABC News consultant, said that uh, the alleged tips from psychics rarely help solve a case i believe that as far as finding the victim finding remains finding evidence or in any way helping to solve the case it's never been my experience so it's really a disservice to victims yeah and what's funny is like there's tv shows and stuff based on psychics and stuff yeah they've
0: done csi and yeah. all that shit where the psychic come in and all of a sudden they just know just what to say they even has tv series off of psychic shit trying to solve cases
1: yeah, uh, today Brown faced backlash on social media for her incorrect prediction from about Amanda Berry. It is unclear whether she w- has helped solve a crime with her psychic predictions. Psychics make me sick. Here's an example: Sylvia Brown told Amanda, Amanda Berry's mom, now dead, her daughter was dead. Wrote Twitter user uh, Chris McBride. Well, thank you, Chris. You're now famous. Um, speaking of more, uh, apparently there was another interview with Charles Ramsey. Yesterday, uh-oh, and uh, I ain't got many random thoughts, so we're gonna play it. I want to hear all of it. It was a Anderson Cooper. The uh, as everybody knows, we adopted, uh, we drafted Anderson Cooper in the in the black draft last year. Yes, we so. did.
0: Anderson Cooper, three sixty, weeknights at eight and ten on
2: CNN. So you moved in about a year ago. Yeah. You'd seen Ariel Castro around, right?
3: When I moved, in only because he was my neighbor. Right. You know what I mean?
2: What was he like?
3: Cool. He, he wasn't no freak of nature. He was like me and you, because he talked about the same thing you talk about. He right. talked about you, you know what I mean?
2: You know, regular stuff, bro. So so yesterday, what happened? Uh, yeah, You're going to love this. Well, I'm going to tell it all. <laughs> <clears throat> Around
3: 3 o'clock, I was on my porch. And the mailman put his mail in my mail. So I looked at it and was like, oh, I gotta get Ariel's mail when he come home. A couple minutes later, he pulled up. He checked the mailbox, grabbed his mail before he went in the house. I said, Ariel, here go your mail. And we just had the same conversation when I hand him the mail. He said, they can't get it right. Mm-hmm. I said, nope, damn postal service. That's it. He left. I jumped on my bike, went to McDonald's, came back home. I'm in my house, but I'm in the living room, and I'm right by the front door, because I'm looking out the front door. And man, this girl screamed like a car had hit a kid, hmm. which made me, you know, stop eating. You know, me. What the hell? Was you, that? Know. you know, that, that, So when I.
0: What, can I said, yeah, something like that make you jump, because it's probably like high pitched and, and loud and like outside of of what you would hear. Then you don't hear a car, so you're really like, okay, somebody's screaming just to be screaming. hmm.
3: Got up. I saw this, my neighbor across the street, he run across the street and I'm like, well, I'm thinking, well, where are you going? Cause ain't nobody next door, cause I just saw Ariel leave. Mm. And I know ain't nobody over there. Heard that girl scream and and saw him run across the street. And I went outside and and wondered what he was doing. And it's a a man would say, I'm stuck in here, help get me out. So he either don't know English that well or panic, but he just looked at me and was like, he's a girl. And that's all he did. So here I come with my, you know, have eaten Big Mac. And I look, and I say, well, yeah. what's up? And she's like, I've been trapped in here, and he won't let me out. It's me and my baby. And I say, well, you ain't gotta talk no more. Come on. And I'm trying to get the door open, and can't, because it's he didn't, torture chamber did some kind of way and lock it up, right? So I,
1: I love his descriptions, man. Like <laughs> the past this dude is a good ass storyteller. I'm about to listen to seven minutes of this dude. I don't play anything on the show this long unless it's Ray J. Wren. I know so.
3: What I had to do was kick the bottom of uh the door and she crawled out of it. She grabbed a baby, but threw me off. Alright, so well, fine. I got some girl and her kid. And what did she look like? I mean what what was she wearing? Uh jumpsuit, uh she had a white uh tank top on, rings on, mascara, you know, she was well-groomed, she was like, she didn't look like she was kidnapped, that's what I'm saying. Mm. That's what threw me off when she was like, I'm in here trapped, and I'm like, well, you don't look like kidnapped, so maybe you got a boyfriend problem. But I'm thinking, I know who lives here, and he's 50-something. You can't be
2: the boyfriend problem. You know, he, he can't be him, maybe you're dating his son. And you'd never seen her before? Bro. In the year that you'd been there?
0: he <laughs> <laughs> looked like?
1: never seen her ever his face man this dude got the comedic timing of like a fucking seasoned veteran of the stage for stand-up man this niggas he is so good he is so good he was licking bro do you think i would
0: have done what i have done if i'd have seen her before right bro
3: that man person never that woman didn't come out the house. The only kids that came out the house were two little girls. They played in the backyard with he had two dogs. They in and my where I, where I live naturally is next door. My bedroom was upstairs. So when I just hear kids playing, I know it's them. They do the same thing, play in the backyard for a couple hours, go back in the house. Mm-hmm. Same thing every day. The neighborhood knows them, as his grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So it's no big deal. He he got his grandkids over all the time.
2: I thought <laughs> Amanda oh
3: Barry
0: Lord.
2: Did, what asked him to, to call nine one one.
0: He thought.
2: Mm-hmm. And I took it.
1: A- he be killing them pregnant pauses, man. He did it yesterday too. Remember when he was like uh it was nothing real special about him. Until today. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> that is all shit. He is fucking good, man. Now,
3: my house. now I'm nervous as hell. So I'm fumbling with my phone, so I finally get it right. She can't wait, and I don't blame her. So what I do is tell her, go across the street and use their phone. Now, we both calling 911. Now, she get through, and I get through. She deal with a moron. Me, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we listened to the 911 calls, and those people were morons. They were unhappy. And I appreciate the way he dealt with that dude because he made sure he got the pertinent information he didn't keep him on the phone. He wasn't trying to make it about him. He just wanted... And the guy was being a fucking dick. He was so apathetic. He was... And he was being, getting an attitude and, with the and, guy. And, and, you, and you know what the worst part
0: is? Is that it wouldn't surprise me if he got fired because of that recording. Because it's... I mean, because I did record them all. But could you imagine? they like, he called... For a breaking national story, right. and you were an asshole to him, it was like, well, I sent him out there. I guarantee you, whoever that nine one one operator
1: is, lost their job. I would have fired them. He was dismissing him like, if you say so, nigga. Like, yeah, that's like, what I am saying. Right.
0: And this, it was like, I, and you know, I bet you that dude got home. It was
1: like, fuck, that was a dude that called. Yeah, I am on national TV sound like a dick face. Yes, but uh, yeah, and I like, I, and I was not joking yesterday. If I had an emergency. This is the guy I won't call in because he's keeping them on track. It's like, why are you asking a dumb question? Here's a question that matters. This is the address. This is the phone number. This is exactly what happens. This is why you need to get here as fast as possible. And, and instead, the dude's like, well, don't get an attitude with me, sir. Now, listen, I already said. It's, he's like, what does that matter? <laughs> what does she got at home?" Ain't that the truth. Oh.
2: What do you mean, a moron? Idiot. I, I heard the 911 call for her. And, and the woman kept. Why do you have that damn job? The woman was like.
1: <laughs> he said, what do you mean by moron? He, he's giving him, him the description. description. He's giving him the thesaurus. Yes. <laughs> he's like, moron, as in idiot, imbecile, as in why do you have that job? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? you a
2: moron. Me too. You said, there were. what do you mean a moron? Idiot. I, I heard the 911 call for her. Imbecile. And, and the woman kept Why being, do you have that damn job? The woman was like, oh, <laughs> hang up
3: and wait for the police. Really? How about stay on? And, and I'll, I'll talk to me until they get there. I guess. So yes. Yes. Sure That's the
1: exact same thing I was thinking. Both of the operators are like, uh, okay, then, uh, we'll holler at you. It's like, I'm in a fucking emergency situation. How about you holler at me when you hear sirens? Okay. When they tell you, when, when I say, Oh, I see the police, then you get off the phone. What if I get off the phone and then the nigga comes back and kids me again? And everybody's like, what, what happened? Where, where'd they go? You already been to the house before in the past and uh, investigated shit half ass and didn't find anything. It didn't go inside. So it's, you and, know. And, and you know what?
0: I bet you a lot of it had to go with the fact that they probably don't pay these 911 operators enough to care. Because, like, I've been on the phone with 911 when somebody was having an asthma attack. And that lady bless her soul she walked me through the whole shit she was like look this is what you do you do this you do this and she told me to calm down she's like ma'am i need for you to calm down i need for you to do this right. i need for you to do that i'm gonna stay on the phone with you here's right. what you need to do until ems gets there right and it was like they both acted like they had shit like look, they right? had
1: shit to do ma'am uh ma'am listen okay that's fine you've been kidding now break is at three fifteen, and um uh, it's three fourteen. So, I mean, I need you to wrap up your emergency real quick because uh, I need to get a Dr. Pepper stat. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm Speaking of emergency, I'm having a caffeine emergency. If you know what I'm saying, ma'am, get yeah, off the phone, please. You know,
0: and I seen you was talking about all all, all 911 operators going to get retrained. Yeah, because you know what? Who knows when the next ch- person is going to be found like this. And yeah. and they don't want their 911 operators to be represented or if they've like been, this. Or if
1: they've been found before. Yes. If they like when shit comes out like this, you find out like, well, we've called nine one one before. We people have seen us and called nine one one, and and police drove by and said nothing was wrong. You know what I mean? Like because you did not stay on the line. Right. This could have ended uh t- seven years
0: ago instead of uh, you know today. Yeah, she might have called before, but y'all dismissed her. Right.
3: The police kept there. You know why they got there so fast? Cause I said moron. Cause I said, hey, Amanda Berry. It's right in front of me right now. Yeah, what she got on. And I told the white tank top, blue sweatpants, nice tennis shoes, nice, you know, ponytail. What else? Oh, right. She's panicking, idiot. <laughs> That's the truth. Put yourself in her shoes. I just said, it, Amanda Berry, that don't ring no
2: damn bells, you being a cop and all. Did, but you, mm-hmm. when you first saw her and she said the name of Amanda Berry, did, did it... It didn't know. It didn't know. Because I forgot. I, it was broke. Oh, it
3: Since they haven't found that girl. And I guess stopped looking for that girl. We figured that girl was met her demise. Right. So Barry
1: met her demise. By the way, I want y'all to. Words. I want people to keep note of what he how he's talking because this is about to come up in a second. But just keep note. Uh, so far, understood everything this man said. Nothing hood, ghetto, embarrassing, blah 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 about this man.
3: Didn't register with me until I was on the phone. Like, wait a minute! I thought this girl was dead.
2: W- what is it? What does it feel like? who have been living next to this for a year. See, that's why now I'm having trouble sleeping. See,
3: up until yesterday, the only thing that kept me from losing sleep was the lack of money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now that There's that's a going of the on, shit. He was like, mm-hmm. and I could have done this last year, not this hero stuff. Just do the right thing.
2: Do you feel like a hero? No, a lot of people. No, are no, no, here no, 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 no,
3: no, bro. I'm a Christian, an American. I'm just like you. We bleed same blood. Put our pants on the same way. It's just that you got to put that being a coward and I don't want to get nobody's business. You got to put that away for a minute. Because
2: you know how it is. There's a lot of people that turn to, the you,
3: other you way have and have some cojones. Keep, going, keep walking down bruh. the street. That's all
2: it's about. It's about cojones. On this planet, have has like the FBI said anything about a reward or anything? Because there was that there was a reward for finding her. I
3: tell you what, you do give it to them. Mm. Mm. Oh,
1: but but he but he a poor black man, Karen. He black and he on TV and he wasn't in a suit, so therefore he must be impoverished. And everybody needs to stop picking on him because he needs our help. Oh wait, he got a job and he don't want the money. Oh my bad, dog. Folks been following this
3: case since last night. And you've been following me since the last night. You know I got a job anyway. Just wouldn't pick it up.
1: Boom. Put the paycheck on him. Pulled his paycheck out his pocket. He's not some poor ass uh, ignorant motherfucker, man. Just because he's black and he's not talking in the the the, the king's English uh that that motherfuckers want to see and his hair isn't groomed the way that you prefer that it be groomed it doesn't make him some type of poor ass idiot man and that's what everybody was trying to say on twitter yesterday um when uh and i'll read the article later but when black people start getting overprotective protective of this man you know so yeah he, he's got a job he's not poor he doesn't need to be compared to sweet brown or anyone like that you know
3: paychecks what did that address say?
2: That that said? I don't have my glasses, I'm blind.
1: 2203
3: Seymour. Where were some girls living? Right next door to this paycheck. Mm. So yeah, take that reward and, 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 and give it to the, that, that little girl came out the house and she was crying. And I'm looking at her right now, I'm like, well, it, it, your mama trying to help you girl, shut up. I don't know, right? And she say, I want my daddy. And I say, well, who's her daddy? She said, Ariel. She said that? Yeah, I said, well, how's that possible? Cause you ain't, you wouldn't, if you got kidnapped, Oh, he was having sex with you? Oh, Jesus Christ. That little girl is just... Now we want to hurt you.
2: Mm. You felt that?
3: Bro, if this would be a different interview, I told you that if we had known that, man, I'd be facing
2: triple life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it turned out this way.
1: Yeah, man. So, um seems to be a good dude
0: and you know what one thing i can say i'm glad we drafted anderson cooper in the black club because mm-hmm. anderson cooper was like mm-hmm, i understand and it was like he talking to him and, and stuff like that Anderson Cooper was like yeah I, I completely understand
1: he conducted the hell out of that interview yes he did and treated that man completely serious there was and no joke respect. about it even though the dude is naturally fucking funny Anderson Cooper completely held his composure the entire time, time and got to the pertinent information.
0: Kudos, kudos. He, he wasn't trying to embarrass him. He wasn't trying to call. He actually gave a real legitimate interview and he let that man be himself. And Anderson Cooper didn't look intimidated and it's not he
1: didn't look scared. He asked him the same questions you'd ask anybody. Yes. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, well, look, what can I get this? What can I say to make him say something funny? It was just an actual like, okay. And then what happened? Okay. And then why were you thinking that? And because uh, that's, what did the operator say?
0: That's what a good person who um, conducts interview does. Yeah. He's a
1: professional. Now, of course, the Internet got a hold of the first interview that we played yesterday. And uh, they remixed it. You know, it's the interv- It's the, the, the age of the Internet. So I uh, got to play the remix. Oh, Fair Lord.
2: With Charles Ramsey. He's a neighbor. Uh, t- walk me through again what happened this afternoon. I knew
1: something was wrong when oh. a little pretty white girl ran into a
3: black man's arms. gave away. Oh shit, we gotta got a remix. Testicles, cause we see this dude every day. We eat ribs with this dude. But we didn't have the clue that that girl was in that house. She said, please help me get out. They give a win, 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 they give
1: a win, they give a Oh shit. They should have never gave white people auto, too. I don't care what you oh, say they remixed this <laughs> shit out of this Like somebody I Got did, a beat and everything People were doing like some half assed ones Nah um, this one is good Like earlier just trying to force it and shit And it wasn't that good Nah that um, person who did this took their time Oh my god man This shit is actually catchy and shit
3: Cause we see this everyday Everyday We eat ribs But we didn't find the glue and that gray. Out. So I open the door, we can't get in that way. The body can't come through the door, only your hand. So we kick 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 the bottom. And she comes out and she says, "Get some old girls up in that house. Call 911 and they called him in McDonald's. I knew something was wrong when a oh. little pretty white girl ran into a black man's arms. They gave away, give it away. My neighbor thought testicles, cause we see this stuff every day.
1: So that's the <laughs> remix of the interview. You knew someone was gonna uh, auto tune it. Um, so we have two more things we gotta talk about with this. Um, okay. The first is, uh, as always, when you have um, someone like this hit the spotlight, there's gotta be two different. Process is the same thing happened with uh the man with the golden voice mm-hmm. and all this stuff where at first the in, America is introduced to this lovable character and we all uh you know it's a feel good story this person's a hero and we all get to go yeah yeah this is awesome man good good for you buddy um and and then the next phase is we don't actually know this person so now it's time to start researching them and see if we can find anything bad about them so we can talk about that. Right. Yeah, so of course Charles does have a history. Right? Everybody does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But somebody's history is, is darker than others, Karen. You know, and considering uh what he's a hero for, it's even more ironic that he has uh uh instances of domestic abuse in his past, Karen. Okay. Charles Ramsey, who called nine one one the subsequent T V interviews have made him a micro celebrity was once a repeated spousal abuser whose marriage ended in divorce in 2003, uh felony conviction for battering his wife. Ramsey, 43, has said that when he heard Captain Amanda Berry screaming and trying to escape from neighbor Ariel Castro's uh home on Monday, I figured this is a domestic violence dispute. Ramsey has also reportedly said that he went to help Berry because he was raised to help women in distress. Well, how can somebody that Helps women in distress also have beat up his wife, Karen, at I, the same time. Uh,
0: that, that's a lot of people now. That's a lot of people. Well, that's like
1: saying Martin Luther King cheated on his wife or something. Karen, it's impossible, okay? You're either a hero or you're not. That's, that's the only that, way that's America lot. can work. It's binary. Ones and zeros. Mm. Is he a hero or is he not? He Ram- is. This, this, this incident right here is irrelevant to what he done. Ramsey first, Ramsey's first domestic violence charge came February of 1997. He entered a no contest plea a year later and was found guilty on the count by a Cleveland municipal court judge. While waiting to be sentenced, Ramsey was again arrested for domestic violence. At the time, Ramsey's second collar in July 1998, uh, he was already subject of an arrest warrant issued in connection with his failure to appear in court. Uh, on the first domestic violence case as a result Ramsey was jailed for violating terms of his release on bond Ramsey subsequently entered a no contest plea on the second case and was again found guilty by a Cleveland judge the domestic violence cases apparently were uh, consolidated for sentencing in August 1998 when Ramsey was ordered to serve six months in jail placed on five years probation and directed to attend a domestic violence counseling program so apparently I guess he's Served his time and whatnot. <laughs> uh, following his release from custody, Ramsey violated probation terms according to the April 99 court docket. While an arrest warrant was issued for Ramsey, it's unclear from courts whether it was executed before both misdemeanor cases were formally closed several years later. Ramsey was again busted for domestic j- abuse in January 2003. He was subsequently indicted for felony domestic violence with prior conviction and reference to his previous abuse cases. Uh, the six two two pounds Ramsey... Uh, uh, Ramsey's victim was his wife, Rochelle, whom he assaulted in their Cleveland Heights residence. Following Ramsey's felony calling, a judge issued a protective order covering his wife, the couple's daughter, who is now 15 and Rochelle's son from a prior relationship In a uh, TSG interview Rochelle now married, remarried. Referred to a series of domestic disputes that resulted in her ex-husband's arrest and which prompted her to file for divorce in September 2003 while Ramsey was incarcerated in state prison. In her divorce complaint, Rochelle accused Ramsey, whom she married on Valentine's Day in 1995, of gross neglect of duty and extreme cruelty. After pleading guilty to the felony case, Ramsey was sentenced to eight months in prison and ordered following his release from custody to be placed on post-release control supervision for the maximum term allowable by Ohio State law. Ohio law. Well, wow. <clears throat> Ramsey served his time at the Lorraine Correctional Institution, where he posed for several uh, for the for his 2003 mugshot. They took a picture of that. Um, he had previously done two separate one year stretches at Lorraine uh, for early 90s convictions of, for drug abuse, criminal trespassing and receiving stolen property. Ramsey's ex-wife, Rochelle, who secured a divorce decree after her former spouse was locked up, told TSG that Ramsey eventually apologized for battering her. However, Rochelle said the only thing is he never paid child support, which was mandated at $51 a month in the divorcee decree. That's cheap. Mm -hmm. She added that the county has taken his driving privileges away for non-support. While Rochelle, a licensed nurse, says she is on an okay basis with Ramsey, the couple's daughter has a rockier relationship with him and has even carefully cut her father out of many photos taken at her parents' wedding. Sounds like a detail they can only get from the mom. Of course. Told. But a pair of blurry photos of Ramsey, who works as a dishwasher, have survived his daughter's scissors. Rochelle's, uh, yet, Rochelle yesterday posted those two images to her Facebook page, uh, along with the caption, For my daughter's sake, I show, I show he didn't always look hood." The young Charles Ramsey, three pages. Um, so that actually sounds like Rochelle was trying to throw some shade on him. Um, but uh, but fifty one dollars. What 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 the fuck are you gonna do with fifty one dollars a month? I don't know. I don't know. But um, so that was part one, and you knew that they would eventually get into whatever dirt he had if he had any, because there's uh, clicks to be gotten off of that shit too.
0: Yeah, we just can't it's people that have done some fucked up shit in they past. they can still do good deeds
1: yeah it doesn't make what he did yesterday less heroic and it doesn't no, it make doesn't. him as a character less funny on no, these it on the interviews uh but you know it's, you knew that would happen eventually if you have any dirt is coming out because we have to work in a good guy bad guy type society you know it's how there had to be two sides of trayvon martin there couldn't be one because we need the, 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 the dirt, quote-unquote. Um, and if there's not any dirt, we'll make whatever is there dirty anyway. So, dude got some dirt on him. Now, before all this came out, someone, uh, Aisha Harris wrote um, on uh, com, their blog, uh, Browbeat, the Slate's culture blog. Mm-hmm. Um, Aisha Harris uh, uh, decided that uh, she needed to write about uh Mr uh Ramsey and not just him but uh a pattern that she's seeing in uh in 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 the American diaspora where where apparently it's troubling there's a troubling viral trend of the hilarious black neighbor. Mm hmm. It's troubling Karen. Okay. Uh, Charles Ramsey uh, the man who helped rescue three Cleveland women presumed dead after going missing a decade ago has become an instant internet meme it's hardly surprising the interviews he gave yesterday provided plenty of fodder for a viral video including memorable sound bites I was eating my McDonald's and lots of enthusiastic gestures but as Mike Clee and Connor Simpson have noted Ramsey's heroic heroism is being overshadowed by the public's desire to laugh and auto tune his story and that's a shame now here's the thing I don't think it's being overshadowed. I think Mm -hmm. he's heroic, Mm -hmm. but I think he's funnier than he is heroic. How about that? He's very funny. It's a very rare circumstance. Mm -hmm. People do heroic shit every day. People do interviews every day. 99% of the time they is boring and we wouldn't even play the shit on our show Mm because it's fucking boring. There's nothing funny about it. But on the rare occasion, I mean, sometimes years go between us having an occasion like this where someone's personality is bigger than the story.
0: Yes, his personality is bigger than the
1: story. And this man's personality and comedic timing is actually more funny than the story is heroic. Yes. Maybe that's a tough pill for everybody to swallow, swallow. but the motherfucker is that funny. You know, and some people are funny without trying. Some people are uh putting 100% time into it. Dude is just a funny ass dude. He reminds me of my uncles at cookouts and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh He reminds me of my, my, I had an aunt one time. We, we went down uh my grandma's house for like Thanksgiving or something. And she broke into like a random 15 minute, just stand up in the kitchen, basically about dating a Hispanic man yes she did and it was i was dying laughing man like i couldn't catch my breath because to her she's just telling the story is she trying to be funny of course she's trying to be funny he was trying to be funny but, but that's just her personality right but that's just how she talks and i love that aunt i love my family i'm not ashamed of them i don't feel like if i went somewhere public i'd be like oh no don't don't look at my aunt she's oh no she she's about to talk about the Hispanic man. I I, I don't want to be associated with this. This is setting us back as black people, you know, I, I like, and I'm not going to say that, that there's every situation is valid for that, but I feel like, uh, what the people who are calling, uh, the attention that Charles Ramsey is getting for being hilarious, troubling, um, are ashamed. Like they are ashamed of those members of their family. Uh-huh. They're ashamed of the way he talks. Yep. They're, they're ashamed, ashamed of the way he, he looks. He looks. Yeah. Yep. And, and
0: they they feel like it's embarrassing.
1: Yeah. You're not truly free. You're carrying around that black shame with you. Like, don't you laugh at him. He's funny. And you don't need to be white, black, green, whatever to fucking laugh because he's actually funny enough that anyone should be able to see a kid would see him and go, that's a funny motherfucker. Yes. Sorry. He's just funny. And you got to stop being so uptight. Take the stick out your ass. And let people laugh because it's really one, you can't stop them. Two, trying to shame somebody for finding something funny. Fuck you. Fuck you. Who do you think you are? This, this is not the appropriate thing to laugh at. Fuck you. It's funny. It's funny, man. And, and, and there's no like, uh, it's not like, um, t- like to me, I would get, I would understand like when Cory Booker saved somebody from a fire, if they had an interview with him, talking about it and then it became viral because everyone thought it was hilarious okay i get it that dude's there's nothing he's not being funny There's no there's nothing comedic about what he's saying he's not a character he would just you know i say save somebody from fires no big deal ah let's that's that's i don't tune it you know what i mean I, but that's not what's happening nope they're taking people who are funny and auto-tuning funny people doing funny shit.
0: Yes, sir. Fuck
1: you. You too uptight to lie. Ain't that the truth? Now you're gonna try to get under my umbrella when it's raining outside. Oh, wait, I'm having flashback. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Sorry. It's got a little hot. Um, but uh yeah, Ramsey has become the latest in a fairly recent trend of hilarious black neighbors, unwitting uh internet celebrities who appeal, see, unwitting, unwitting see that is a loaded word to me implying that he's not aware of his funniness
0: oh he's aware
1: that he's not aware that this shit is going to be on the news and go viral and be uh youtube i see that's the kind of shit that people assume even as you as a black person are assuming this about this man, I'm feeling like you might have the issue. Ain't that the truth? Not him. There's nothing about him that makes me feel like he is not aware and alert of the entire situation. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, I don't know, man. It's just really funny when people try to, I'm, I'm looking at the loaded words. Uh Internet celebrities who appeal seems rooted in a colorful style that is always immediately recognized as poor or working class. Mm, okay that that also is something you've decided yeah you've decided i, I didn't these. i didn't look at him and go that man is poor I, that wasn't what i was thinking no and i also don't think anything is wrong with being working class me either so and that's not the jokes that i was seeing that's not the gist of the critic like anything that i saw thrown at him or la- people were laughing about i didn't see anybody throwing out <laughs> that nigga is working class ha 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 Oh, no. I saw people being like, dead giveaway. That's hilarious. Yes, that was. Like, who are these people? They are so ashamed to be black and for someone to be like someone of this, of our color to be this type of funny. They are ashamed of it.
0: Yeah. And also, too, uh, this is something that Elon touched on and I have to agree with him. A lot of times, especially when you get black people on such a huge stage as he's on right now, mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of black people are just ashamed about how white people are going to perceive him, how yeah. they're going to look at him. Because in our country, we consider a hero, you know, white, blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, white and shining armor. And honestly, because our, our country is predominantly white. Mm-hmm. And if you are outside of that realm of what America considers a safe hero, they feel as though you you shaming the whole race. You making the whole race look bad when he's not. He represents
1: himself. And yeah. Uh, Honey Boo Boo got a fucking TV show because don't she? She was because she was had uh, she was funny on another show, like she was just she, she was, was just, funny on like toddlers and tiaras yeah, and, and some bullshit like and that. that. Yeah. And that and this and and that is laughing at somebody. You yes, know what I mean? Laughing at a little child. Right. But somehow that's that like. We got to turn like our shit into a special subsection of of viral uh, media and go see this is the hilarious black neighbor meme that is it's like no it's not it's funny it's you're picking random funny motherfuckers that were random funny motherfuckers yes you, I, I don't see life you, yeah if you pick uh where's epic beard man why isn't epic beard man on this list oh because he's a white dude right Yeah, if you're funny, you're funny. I don't care what race, creed, color, or religion that you are. Tosh.0 literally has a segment every week of some type of ridiculous-ass internet video. And I guarantee 80% of those are just some random ass white person talking to the camera saying some dumb shit. Yes. But that's not, there's no connected dots in that. There's no shame to that. No, it's not. It's like, why the fuck we always got to be shamed of our fucking family? This, and our culture. this dude could be my uncle. I know two men that look exactly like this dude, talk exactly like this dude. Both are uh, f- fathers of friends I had when I was a kid. Both of them own their own fucking businesses. What are you ashamed of? Why is this bothering you? Because the white America saw that this dude doesn't talk the way you would like for him to talk. I'm so tired of us having to have a monolith approach to how Everything. we are. Yeah, and because we're always worried about, well, what is a white person going to think? It what don't white matter. Stop letting that shit control your mind, man. It it don't matter. You know, I take a little bit of it uh, personal because I, we've had criticism of our show before where, well, why does Karen talk like that? Uh but i like rod but i mean karen I, it took me a long time, time to get, get used karen, to her yes i don't understand her accent i don't understand it's a, yes
0: this. it's like oh Oliver, yeah. oh she got jokes today i didn't yeah. even
1: realize she was in the background y'all got y'all just some country bumpkins and shit like that where it's like huh Uh so apparently only a certain type of black person gets to be uh funny yeah and you don't feel comfortable laughing with karen because you feel like you're laughing at karen yeah like, like she don't know she's funny, ain't that the truth and and then you have people it's you know
0: kind of different when we first start. why don't y'all argue all the time? you know yeah. why 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 don't you uh why don't y'all fuss' because that's not us, and like I told trying Rob, to fit us into those boxes mm-hmm. yes and and my thing is this I gotta live with him, and he mess around and say something fucking sideways to me when that when when the lights go out, we're gonna
1: talk right I mean but these like this. These people and the boxes they're putting blackness in are to me more, uh, they're more troubling than anything else. Like what you're, what you have decided blackness should and can be is more troubling and more racist and more classist than anything involving these people. Honestly.
0: Yes. And you already come to the, like, like, like that whole article was loaded with their own personal issues, their own personal struggles, things they haven't got over or feeling ashamed and, and not being accepting of who they are and their race and their culture. And it's one of those things where I embrace it. Like you say, I got family members like this. I got aunts. I got cousins. I got uncles that are just as funny and even funnier. Yeah. We've
1: had Mike from, Mike from Chicago. Chicago. so a couple of times i don't get off the phone and go man did that dude really embarrass himself oh god thank god we were able to laugh at him like he's a funny motherfucker dog yes, if, if you can't get pat listen this is how much i care about language and grammar and all this shit can i understand what you're talking about okay we're good that's it that is it the dude has navigated his life through however means to get wherever he is he's intelligent enough i didn't hear anything in the interview that i went the fuck is he talking about you know but the motherfuckers are so scared they just hate that there are black people like this and i don't want to hear that shit because honestly Kerry washington is more famous than all three of these motherfuckers combined and that's a representation of some positive blackness and that means that we get to have our Antoine Dyson too, cause right, that's that's, that's black too, and y'all gotta stop being so ashamed of your family and where you come from. Yeah. You gotta, and you can't be feeling like everybody's picking on these guys because they find them funny also. Not only, this funniness that we're watching from these people are not, is not exclusive to black people. No, it's not. You can be white and laugh at this shit. Yes. You know what? And some white people, are literally gonna laugh for the wrong reasons. And you just gotta live with that.
0: Ain't that the truth? And some of them gonna laugh because it's just fucking funny. They don't yeah. have a racist bone in their
1: body. Y'all trying trying to shame these white people so hard. Bad. Like stop trying why do you yes, care so much about funny, what these white people think funny. about you? Because half
0: the time, you know what? I'm gonna tell y'all right now. They ain't thinking about your ass. They are not thinking let's, about let's, your let's ass. Just keep that real. You more concerned about what they think right. and they just they just they're not thinking about you. They're going on with their lives. they living their lives. They're living the way they normally live every day. You haven't crossed their mind. A lot of them click the TV. and go, hmm, yeah. it's some black dude on TV. He's funny. Like and your, they just kept
1: it pushing. Your little guilt blogs are a waste of your fucking time. Yes. It's a waste of your time. White yes. people, like, you want to talk about laughing at somebody? If I'm white and I read one of these guilty blogs, I'm laughing at your ass. I'm like, man, these black people, they just introduced me to three more good videos and why are they so ashamed of these people
0: yes let's let's pray on this one i haven't seen this one before
1: yeah meanwhile the fucking uh redneck comedy tour is still going around ain't that the truth so white people enjoying they uh ignorant comedians and comedic stylings of 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 ignorance and And that's completely fine and when they leave the theater they don't take it with them and go what a shame I feel bad
0: now. That does not
1: happen. You can only free yourself, man. I'm trying to help you help yourself. Yes. You can't wait on white people to stop judging poverty or blackness or whatever. And you and and if they already have you thinking that way, they've already broken your mind. Yes, they have. You need to stop letting that type of negative white person that you are so afraid of that you think is going to read your blog and come around you need to stop letting that type of ignorance dominate your life and get to laughing at these jokes because ain't that dude, the truth dude was funny and while you were with, typing that blog you missed out on a lot of comedy
0: yes being angry and 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 talking to the other five people that are listen to you yeah. and shit like that it's like come on dog it's like
1: someone on twitter told me yesterday like you well, you know i just felt like uh his you know heroism is being overshadowed by how funny he is, by how people are laughing at him in the comedy i was like because he's funnier, funny. He's funnier than the situation. Yes. Like I would listen to this nigga really talk about ordering that McDonald's. Me too. I feel like he would I, have. I I'm have. What, what happened when you were there to McDonald's? What, 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 right. You know, tell me about your trip to McDonald's. I know people like this in real life. Like I get, yes. to, the, I get to the basketball court and I'm like, I got to hear what this nigga has to say. Like for real. I, I got people like that in real life. Me too. I, I'm, I know I'm one of those people, two people yeah that are like, oh shit man, Kobe got hurt. I can't wait to hear what Rod says, yes, so fuck you, and go fuck yourself and uh fuck you very much, next topic, um <laughs> uh, this teacher thinks that uh pupils should be taught about pornography and safe sex uh during school, uh safe sex, yes, pornography they
0: they got on their smartphones anyway,
1: well, that seems like kind of an argument for teaching it uh they should learn more <laughs> yes <laughs> they should learn more about sexuality rather than the mechanics of reproduction a report by offstair warned that a third oh, wait a minute wait a minute oh we gotta learn reproduction too because fucking equal babies honey more about rather than just the mechanics of reproduction okay resident just okay mm-hmm A report by Ofsted warned that a third of schools are failing to give children decent sex and relationship lessons. I believe that. In primary school, too much time was spent on teaching about friendships, leaving them ill-prepared for puberty, while secondary students needed to know more about the influence of pornography on their relationships. It, it said the failure to discuss pornography was concerning as children as young as nine are increasingly accessing porn- pornographic Internet sites.
0: Of course. Me and you went to what was that Pete's Appeal mm-hmm. and there was a group of children over to the right of us. Mm-hmm. None of them children probably was of the age of 10. Mm-hmm. Them children had Galaxy 3's, mm-hmm. iPhones, iPads, hollering at each other. Bussing loud for no damn reason. I was like, shit, you got a, a, a $500 device in your hand, and, uh, you, you probably just learning how to multiply and divide. It has internet access, and most phones don't have it where a parent can go in and put parental control on how it accesses the internet. Well, most phones do. Oh, okay.
1: It's just, people don't know.
0: Yeah, and they don't, they don't, they don't work them, but most parents no. don't care enough. So it's one of those things where it's like, okay, yeah these are things that need to be addressed these are things that need to be talked about but one thing that that, that trips me out about about especially about america is that we're all about that violence and holding the second com- um, um, uh, a second commit um um second amendment and shooting fuckers up but we ain't about the real thing which is fucking we don't want to talk about that we don't want to discuss <laughs> about it we want to shut it down we we don't want to talk about it but yet we have everybody wants to get outraged we have shows like teen mom and people getting pregnant and shit like that because children are ignorant to their bodies and how they function and then you have a society where you make women feel dirty about having titties about having periods about you know fitting on themselves about being attracted to whoever they're attracted to you make people feel bad about this
1: well uh without decent sex and relationship lessons pupils could get left open to sexual exploitation or inappropriate behavior the watchdog added the department for education said its curriculum reform gave teachers the freedom to tailor their teaching so it meets the needs of their pupils the best people to fix this problem are teachers on the ground not politicians in westminster a spokesperson added and Um, the best
0: person is a parent but ours are parent a lot of parents aren't doing their jobs
1: well is the best person a parent a married south african lesbian couple was reportedly told to split up or their son would face expulsion from his christian school what Mhm. So sometimes the parent is the worst Karen. That's right, especially if it's two women's. Mhm. Mhm. Um Secunda Highveld, Christian Schools Pastor, claimed that their homosexuality was problematic, and that the couple had never indicated their orientation. He also threatened legal ab- a- legal action if the couple refused to follow his instructions. Kaylee and Samantha Mabe. Who highly publicized, who's highly publicized their wedding in the name of anti-discrimination activism said that they were open about their relationship with the school staff. Uh, he told the principal, we told the principal and our son's class teacher, Callie Mabe said, I filled in my details under the section in the form that asked for the mother's details and Sam filled in the area that had said father slash guardian. But I also filled her in her, in her title as Mrs. The principal said that as a Christian, she was not in the position to judge the women's relationship, because Callie Mae. The principal later denied even commenting on the Mae's relationship. Um, which I've always said, man, like I know that a lot of Christian people don't like to hear this shit, but even when you say shit like I don't agree with their lifestyle or uh, that, that it's a choice that they made or whatever, um, it does leave you open to do some shit like this. Like you could just be like, Well, you made that choice, and that's why your child cannot be in our school. It's like, well, I don't think it's a choice. It was just the way I was born. Yeah, well, fuck it. I said it's a choice. That's what I believe. (laughs) Uh, We enrolled our son in a Christian school because they are supposed to teach love, acceptance, and forgiveness. Yet the school stands and teaches hypocrisy. Well, that's, well, to be in all fairness, Samantha made, the school uh, Christianity does also stand for teaching hypocrisy. So, I mean, you can't. Hold that against the school. That's, you chose not, you chose to ignore that. Um, <laughs> they have a lot of shit in the Bible where it's like, oh, we don't do that anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. chili grapes on not eating shrimp. The maids. Oh, and s- pork too. I'm gonna be eating that. The maids say they will take legal action against the school and a spokesperson from the some shit I can't announce Department of Education said that those working outside the legal system would be reprimanded despite South Africa's progressive laws in reja- regard to the LGBT community. Homophobia is still prevalent within the culture. So, and it's a Christian school, man. I, I, this feels like some shit that could happen in America. Like we're not man, that-, that.
0: That's the truth. And, and as far as they're concerned, they're like, look, you're paying to come here. These are our rules and regulations. They're like, you don't have to beat your child. doesn't have to be here.
1: Yeah. If, especially if it's a private school. Uh huh. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. I feel like once we do allow gay people to get married all throughout the United States, I wonder how, how many cases of stuff like that is going to pop up, you know, that's true. Um, all right. Uh, let's do some, uh, Guess the race and we'll get out of here. Let's do it. Son, a woman called authorities when she grew concerned over her boyfriend's health because he was coughing up blood after she stabbed him in the back and chest.
0: Oh, I think that might cause you to cough blood.
1: The investigator found a 21-year-old man suffering from a stab wound to the chest and back. He told investigators that he chest and back. Woo. He told he told investigators got him for both sides, did not she? That's right, front and the back. Oh hand. my, double penetration. He told investigators that he and his girlfriend, 26-year-old Gwendolyn Simmons were arguing, or maybe Gwendolyn Simon, sorry, were arguing as he was leaving the house. Simon stabbed him. According to the news release for the sheriff's office, Simon ran out the house after stabbing him. Simon told authorities that her boyfriend accused her of cheating on him, and an argument ensued leading to the stabbing. Now, I guess that's good news, bad news. Of course, bad news, <laughs> bad news is you got stabbed. Yes. Uh, good news is if someone's cheating on you, they probably wouldn't stab you, you know? So, you gotta take the good with the bad. She cared enough about you to stab you and try to kill you, but. <laughs> not enough to not stab you and try to kill you so you know what it is uh simon said she was afraid of she was afraid of her boyfriend and picked up a long knife from the kitchen and stabbed him now i hate that shit it's like i think you've been cheating on me i ain't been cheating on you bitch you been cheating on me i'm leaving the house stab stab i'm scared of you that's why i had to stab you Oh, Lord. Like, I was leaving the house. What are you so scared of? I'm leaving. I'm I'm trying to get away. When she saw blood coming from her boyfriend's mouth, she feared she, he was badly hurt and called 911. The victim was taken to the hospital of Baton Rouge, where he was listed in stable condition. Simon was arrested on charge of aggravated second-degree battery and taken to Assumption Paris Detection, uh, Detention Center. And, uh, I must, the Assumption is she's guilty, if you know what I'm saying, up top. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. White, a black woman wouldn't have called 911. Oh lord. Mm. Dead giveaway. A lifetime movie white. Trailer park chalk that just left Mars set. Oh. Honky Harlot, says one of the brothers. <laughs> That's a good one. Senorita Stabarita, says P. Funk. <laughs> Only Gwendolyn's I know are black. Well the correct answer, uh is black. It was she a was black, black woman. It was black y'all. It was a uh, Gwendolyn Simon. Uh, and uh her face looks stabby. Like I'm gonna put this in the uh, yeah. In, uh, her face looks like mm. in the chat for y'all. And uh let's just say her face looks like the face of a lady that has seen the the good end of a knife. If you know what I mean. The handle <laughs> handle the knife a few times. Um, don't forget that uh, May is National Mast uh, International Masturbation Month, uh, and uh, yes this guy was celebrating. Oh, uh. <laughs> Apparently uh whatever float show boat goes when it comes to Al- Alva, Florida. Oh Florida. Oh deputies arrested a man after they say he was exposing himself to passing boats at an <laughs> Alva boat ramp. Ha! Ah, passing boats. I'm on a boat. Wait a minute, is that a man with his dick out? Yeah, well he was at uh half mass, if you know what I'm saying. Oh Lord. <laughs> and all duty- staff. Yeah. Uh an off duty officer riding down the river said he was he saw sixty seven year old Scott Barron standing on his back uh on standing on the back of his park cell boat masturbating. Well good for you. Sixty seven, way to get it up, buddy. Sixty seven and didn't give a rat's ass. hmm Officer that de- the off duty officer approached Barron and told him to stop doing what he was doing. He reported that Barron responded, Fuck you. Oh, <gasps>
0: I'm old and I can die
1: any second. I'm gonna get this last nut out. Even if it's all dust. After an on duty officer ah! arrived, Barron told him he was not masturbating, just exercising. You With know you your dick to, out, sir. So? I have to exercise that dick muscle. It's a new thing going across. It's called the uh the insanity workout, the extreme edition. Uh Barron told deputy the deputy told Darren Barron told the deputy. That he did not know the off-duty war- officer worked for the Lee County Sheriff's Office before he cursed at him. <laughs> so, he was like, you know, I'm a sheriff. I didn't know that before I said, fuck you. That's different. He was I would arrested. have said it if I'd have known, officer. Right. This is entrapment now. He was arrested for a decent exposure and transported to the Lee County Jail. Guess the race of Scott Barron, uh, boat masturbator. One who was way too comfortable ne- being nude at the gym, white. White grandpa practicing dick Pilates. <laughs> dick Pilates. Bill Cosby, old black nigga. Caveman, says Leonard Brothers. Old white dude, says Sparger. Boat owner, skipper playing with his little buddy. Ah! Oh. A three-hour toy indeed. White trash Florida, old soggy ball sack white. Blue-eyed devil, the correct answer. A old white dude whose prostate was giving him fits. Oh Lord, he needed a space care. I hear you Jim. The correct answer is a white man. hmm A white man. Couldn't help himself, guys. He uh, had to tug uh, tug on the sails, if you know what I'm saying. Uh let's see what else we got here. Uh let's 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 uh do a uh, guest race with this one. Okay.
0: State police say that man was murdered in Albuquerque. The three suspects, all women, were in Valen looking for a place to dump the body. Good evening, everyone. I'm oh. Christian with Vietas. Police caught up with the trio after a high-speed chase ended in a crash yesterday, but the story gets even more bizarre. News 13's Gabrielle Burkhart is in the news with the details.
2: Crystal police say sex and money was the link between the suspects and the victim. Now, two women are charged with murder, and a teen girl is wrapped up in the case, too. New details tonight on how police say the man was killed. Oh two God. women let out in handcuffs today, charged with
0: murdering a man we learned has family in Albuquerque. State police say they were in this car that officers tried to pull over Friday afternoon for driving too, too slow. In the- okay,
1: and now the video is acted up. Um, you know what? People couldn't hear that one anyway. Fuck that video. Um, the correct Wait. answer was white and Mexican. White and Mexican, everybody. Yeah. um know the better one, guess the race. Yeah, let's do another guest the race. I, I can't leave on that. Tim Lambesis, lead singer of the Grammy-nominated Christian heavy metal band As I Lay Dying. Now, show of hands in the chat room. Who has heard of the Christian heavy metal band As I Lay Dying?
0: Mm
1: okay um <laughs> has been arrested for allegedly trying to hire someone to kill his estranged wife oh shit to death do you part indeed uh should i pay somebody to kill you right so i he didn't violate the 10 commandments san diego county sheriff department said in a statement that it had received information that lambesis was soliciting another individual to murder his wife megan According to court records, Megan filed for divorce in North County last September. And he said, that is not in the Bible. So, I'm going to have to kill you because that's the only way you're (laughs) parting. He's not the idealistic young Christian kid he once was, apparently, Piles told NBCSanDiego.com, because that's what As I Lay Dying are, a straight-edge Christian metal band. He was a nice guy. I've had him on my show a couple times over the years. I just spoke to him via Facebook the last couple months after having him come on to talk about his latest record.
0: Oh, snap.
1: NBC, NBCSanDiego.com said As I Lay Down was formed more than 10 years ago and have released eight albums, including Grammy-nominated An Ocean Between Us.
0: See, it's a shame. They produced more albums than that girl had a chance to be free. That's mm-hmm. a shame.
1: In an interview with heavy metal website Noise Creep in January, Lambises talked about as i lay down being described as a christian band five or so years ago when magazines would try and press that point we decided to stay silent on the spiritual topics so that they would have to pay attention to our music and nothing more that seems anti-christian yes he didn't preach we didn't preach at our shows our goal has always been to just write the best music we can write of course religion has some influence on the things we write about just like all of our life experiences do but as a band we wanted to judge on the music be judged on the music rather than what our personal beliefs are the band was slated to go on a cross-country tour with massachusetts metal band kill switch engaged later uh oh. this month the band yes not now the and christian it. band going with kill, kill switch, switch engage yes the band has been touring in asia in in recent weeks i love the crowds here in asia and the pacific great shows in philip Phili- in the philippines indonesia and thailand so far just landed at Hong kong lembison said on twitter on may 1st he also tweeted uh can't wait to kill my wife Uh delete delete that <laughs> tweet my uh-huh. bad neither here nor there anyone trying to kill a bitch today no okay oh, oh,
0: wait a minute oh, oh uh, uh this is her address wait a minute that that wasn't meant to be a direct message my bad <laughs>
1: retweet this if you are into killing people's wives neither here nor there on monday lumbises tweeted goodbye china i'll be home in about 15 hours yes will my wife be dead hashtag time there? yeah hashtag hope i find a body hashtag dead wife yeah <laughs> The Sheriff's Department statement, which was headlined, Murder for Higher Plot 4, said Lambises was arrested without incident on Tuesday uh, in a store in Oceanside, San Diego County. Lambises was charged with solicitation of another to commit murder. Information came to the San Diego County Sheriff's Department on May 2nd that Lambises was soliciting another individual to kill his estranged wife who resides in Incentus. The Incentives Detectives, the the San Diego Fugitive Task Force, and the Sheriff's Special Investigation Division uh, investigators immediately initiated an investigation. Uh, The investigation culminated this afternoon when Lambises solicited an undercover detective to kill his wife. He was then arrested, transported to the Incentives Station, and booked into the Vista uh, Detection Facility. The statement added, and he probably thinks gay people can't get married uh all right let's uh get the guesses in the chat room for what race you think he is um the color that should surround the brown in michael jordan's eyes
0: oh he tweeted
1: i'm gonna kill my wife and i wasn't on world star hip-hop that's a white dude of course he's her name is megan white white well megan's white and clearly should be fucking her own race so (laughs) privilege Privilege eh. privileged thinking jesus would be offensive if he killed his wife white oh white people be killing boy white people be killing <laughs> <laughs> christian and heavy metal he is clearly a cheese loving bad banger robert blake honky ass cracker axel rose's cousin uh whatever rose has thorns and the correct answer is white. white it was a white person um all right um you know, I'll do one more. I'll do one more. Okay. Get out here. This is a short one. Louisville, Kentucky. A woman is charged at the police said she was hiding crack cocaine in her dentures. Oh, oh my. According to arrest report, 41-year-old Tracy Ware well was a passenger in a vehicle at a traffic stop where she admitted she had crack hidden in her lower dentures. Ah! Crackheads be finding places to hide shit, man. Police said she also admitted to having a crack pipe which officers found in the vehicle where it's charged with possession of a controlled substance. Guess the race. Uh, why is not a race? Coontastic Coon on crack. Hennessy Brown. Balloon Lip Jungle Bunny. She black. Man, they're going to write a blog post about our podcast. Shaming black people. Cack so that stands crack ass crack
0: we don't mind we, 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 we'll take the people coming and find out about us
1: yeah well you know it's a troubling trend karen extra on breaking bad white them rocks were supposed to look like teeth that that, that matter white negras you ain't fucking up my perfect score rod white says justin the correct answer is black it was a black woman everybody with cracking her dentures that's right Fit in the stereotype. You thought we was gonna try to flip it on you. Boom, right in your face. Just regular ass racism. How do you like it now? Hmm? It feels so good. Back to normal. It's like putting on an old pair of shoes. <laughs> um, last story. Um, and this one made me think of uh Elon James White. Oh, and say I wasn't worried about him. And I asked him, and I haven't seen him tweet anything else since I asked, but... Oh, Lord. A Queens man brought a butter knife to a sword fight and almost had two fewer fingers to show for it. Oh, shit, two. So he down to eight? At Alberto Casares, 52, of Glendale, got into an alcohol-fueled squabble with his brother and mother at the Brothers Bedford-Stuyvesant apartment Monday night, police sources said. When things got heated, Adalberto waved the butter knife at his mother and shoved her to the floor. That sparked a violent clash with his brother, Jose, also known as Elon, Jose White. Ah! Adalberto lunged at his brother with the butter knife, but Jose became prepared. He sliced at Adalberto with a samurai style sword. Yeah, you don't, you
0: don't come with a butter knife to a sword fight. That's just stupid. Yes. Two fingers Not on... Now unless we fight over butter, what what else is that butter mm. knife gonna do? Two fingers on Alberto's
1: left hand were nearly lopped off. Oh. Doctors were able to save the digits at the hospital. The brothers were charged with menacing. Both of them were charged. Harassment and weapon possessing. Jose got a rap for assault. Alberto for attempted assault. Uh, You know what? And it seems like the guy with the sword that was protecting his mom got a worse... Uh, 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 you know, penalty than uh, the the guy who was actually trying to attack them all. Yeah, because he had a butter knife. Yeah, and I gotta say, what? Good riddance. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hey, don't even guess the rest for this one. I don't care if you are protecting your mother. Okay, you, you own a sword and it's dangerous. Yes, it is. What kind of thing to make somebody pick up a butter knife when someone has a sword? They think it's acceptable to have a butter knife in your house the answer to the swords mm. is not more sharp edge or dully edged weapons <laughs>
0: No, it's okay? not okay
1: so I, I can't co-sign this and uh that's all i got to say for that all right man well this has been another the blackout test podcast don't forget check out com and their audio packs uh two dollars for four audio plays it helps us out it helps you out and some of the audio plays even have us in it. We'll yes, be back. We got our own page out there, y'all. We'll be back 10 a.m. Saturday morning uh, to do a feedback show. com Donate. It helps the show out. Recurring donations especially. It does. Uh, don't forget also you can buy stuff at the store. A bunch of stuff like that. So um, until Saturday morning. I love you. You too baby. Mwah. Mwah.